Hi, I'm Jay Fallon. Thank you for listening to the Slippery Slope. And look, I really want to thank uh, all the people recently who've supported supported my channel. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, please like and share. That'd be really appreciated. Um, and also for all those who've always uh, supported me on on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that things, supported the Slippery Slope. Really do appreciate it. Um, I really want to talk a little bit more about my experience within the QPS, the Queensland Police Service, and specifically regarding uh, the direction handed down by the commissioner to, uh, you know, to undergo a medical procedure, otherwise you will lose your job. And so what I wanted to talk about was, so this all happened, this all went down towards the end of last year, so September, September, October last year. <clears throat> I believe the actual date uh, that everything had to be done by was the fifth or what I was stood down uh, properly was uh, first stood down anyway on pay for a whole two weeks or something was uh, the 5th of October but what I wanted to discuss was what I felt was for one being treated like being treated like a criminal by the by by the hierarchy not not being helped realistically not being stood up for by the police union and it felt like I was being thrown under the bus by the union uh, who it, and it felt very hypocritical of the union because there was no, at no time did, did I ever recall uh, being consulted any consultation with members, police, uh, you know, members of the union being consulted by the union saying, "Hey, this is coming down the pipeline. Uh, we need to talk about it. We need to discuss what measures we can take, what actions we're going to take." No, it was just, um, "Hey, we've been talking to the hierarchy about this, and we support them." And you all have to fall in line. And and I'm sitting there reading the email that they sent out after the direction had already gone, thinking, um, isn't the police union supposed to stand up for its members? Don't they work for the members? But there was no consultation, nothing at all. Very hypocritical. And when I was being treated like a criminal and sitting, you know, in uh, sitting in an interview to get my point of view and why. And and basically, they just constantly went over the same. They're constantly just trying to twist around the same question, which basically just accused me of being a, a right wing nut job who'd listened to too much propaganda about uh, vaccines. And so, one of the things I pointed out was every year I went and got my flu vaccine. No one ever, you know, no one ever forced me. No one ever asked me whether I'd gotten it done. I made the decision. On my own back that that's what i would do and i've done it for a couple of years you know i shouldn't say every year i've done it uh, you know probably at least the last four or five years I'd, I'd had the flu vaccine no one ever worried about it there was no consultation hey jay jason you have to get this done and and yet when it comes to this other vaccine well hey if you don't do this you're going to lose your job you're going to lose your livelihood um and then what really, really got under my skin was at the same time, there were a couple of stories. There were a couple of stories that came out uh, regarding officers who had gotten into some serious trouble for misconduct. And yet, for one, the police union went into bat for them and made sure they did not lose their jobs. And two, uh, the, the police service, the hierarchy themselves, you know, they hadn't even pushed for them losing their jobs, even though even if these times when the Triple C had asked for them, asked for officers to lose their jobs for their misconduct, the police service had never any intention. So I'm going to read these stories. And if, like I said, if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll be able to 
uh, you'll be able to see what uh, you'll be able to follow along. And I'll put the links up there for you if you're listening to this on Spotify. So this headline here says that uh, cop, Queensland cop, court detailing child sex desires gets three years probation. So this came out in September 2021. Like I said, it's around that same time frame that everything else was happening. So a decorated QPS officer who accidentally recorded himself detailing how he would sexually exploit, sexually exploit a child has been placed on three years probation. In 2017, the senior Connie, who is anonymous in court documents due to the nature of the allegations, drove a marked police vehicle while affected by prescription medication. Driving while under the influence. Nothing wrong there, I suppose. So while driving, his body-worn camera recorded the officer talking to himself in what was described as disturbing detail about how he would sexually exploit a child if he had two weeks alone with her. It's a strange comment. So the child was later interviewed twice to ensure the comments were not acted upon. So the body-worn camera also caught the officer who had been who has been serving with the police for 20 years, telling himself his driving was getting worse and he could not stay on the road. So the officer who previously had an unblemished record and received a QPS Medal of Honor and awards over the years also accessed confidential and official information on uh, Q Prime on QPS's system from March 2016 and June 2019, which was said to have had the potential to compromise two separate criminal investigations. The information included multiple searches of family members, past associates, addresses, and vehicles. Yeah, so you know. Regardless of his decorated history, he'd done some pretty reckless things. Very, very reckless. Even without, even without the, even without the things that he was talking to himself about with this child, which is very, very, very disturbing. Possibly, potentially, yeah, yeah, mate. The, these allegations of you know. Um, affecting compromising two criminal investigations and yet still allowed to keep his job now i want to go down further to what uh what qcat said so in in the decision published on wednesday by qcat the queensland civil and administration tribunal the senior consul's probation was increased to three years which went into effect in june last year so 2020 with another range of conditions, the officer was ordered to undergo a plan to manage his rehabilitation and to contact a psychologist at QPS expense. <laughs> he previously admitted he was affected by prescription medication for back pain. He said he did not realize it was affecting him to that extent. He recently completed several courses on accessing QPS information and psychological health and fitness. So the... Uh, QCAT said that I find that the conduct was viewed when viewed as a whole is serious, such that it falls far short of the standard of conduct the community reasonably expects of a police officer. Far short. This is what QCAT member Joanne Brown said in the decision. But balancing, balancing the seriousness of the conduct, the personal issues experienced by the senior Connie at the time of the conduct the length of service, his senior position in the QPS, and the investment in his service with the QPS. I also consider a period of probation for three years with conditions is sufficient to achieve the purpose of discipline. 
So no losing his job, nothing like that. Stood down without pay, dragged across the coals. No, no, no. Undergo some treatment, three years probation. Um, you know, it does fall, falls far short of the standard that the community expects from its police. But hey, we'll just run with it and allow you to keep your job. It's all good, apparently, for this officer. How many, how many acts of misconduct do you have to achieve? Do you have to uh do you have to do before you will lose your job? Well, for him, it's quite a quite a large amount because he's still he's still serving. For me, uh yeah, one. Disobey a direction. So so there's that story, and that was coming out of the time. And then uh there's also uh, also another story I want to share with you, and this is also coming out at the same time as well, and I just uh I found this really frustrating and I brought this up when, when I was undergoing my, uh, my interview being investigated for, you know, not obeying the direction. I brought up both of these cases, uh, especially this one here. So again, you'll be able to follow this on YouTube, triple C. So CCC, which stands for the crime corruption commission loses bid to sack police officer for misconduct. So, um, they've lost their bid in, uh, at a tribunal application for the dismissal of a regional police officer for misconduct over a 13 month period. So the QCAT again, Queensland civil and administration tribunal in a recently published decision revealed constable Kai Stephen Waller was the subject of disciplinary action uh, by QPS acting deputy commissioner, Tony Wright on 26th, September, 2019 for a single a single matter of misconduct, a single matter of misconduct. That's what Tony Wright said. One matter. When you read the story, it's not one matter, but you know, that's all they were disciplining him for. So QCAT member Paul Kanowski in a 14 page ruling said the officer was disciplined in relation to improper conduct while he was a constable stationed at Roma. So between 2017 and, uh, sorry, 1st November 2017 and 19th December 2017. So the disciplinary actions included a reduction in his salary, a transfer to Ipswich, a requirement to participate in a first-year constable program. It's big, such harsh discipline. He said to, and said to report to the Assistant Commissioner of the Ipswich region to discuss the QPS's expectations of its sworn officers. Harsh, harsh discipline. So uh, so the C disagreed with the sanctions imposed and applied to QCAP for a review of the matter, submitting uh, termination was really what was appropriate. So obviously they wanted termination. Queensland Police Union, they will go into bat for this officer. The following particular the following particulars of misconduct have not been disputed by the Connie Waller, Mr. Kanowski said. So first, he provided access to his Q light device to other officers at Roma without authorization. So that's just a device that they used access so information, which is misconduct. Um, so it occurred several times. The second to fourth particulars involved an incident that happened late one night, shortly before Christmas 2016. While Constable Waller was on solo patrol and performing his official, official duties, Waller used a police vehicle to transport members of the public for an unauthorized purpose involving 
giving a woman identified only as NFT, November Foxtrot Tango, and a male companion a lift to their homes. So the story goes that they were walking home, they were drunk, and, um, you know, he gave them a lift home. And, you know, which I, which I don't it's not really a bad thing. I mean, in I think it's fairly easy to justify because you're saying, well, I'm helping the public. You know, they were probably putting themselves in an unsafe situation and I was helping them get home. It's it's fairly easy to justify, but it's not allowed. Anyway, so while still on duty, this is where it gets tricky for Waller. Drops the bloke home, then drops NFT home. And instead of just letting her, you know, okay, get out of the car, see you later, NFT, no, no, walks her up to her house. You see where this is going. Waller engaged in sexual intercourse with NFT. This occurred after he dropped the male home, then drove NFT to her home. The sex occurred on a veranda of NFT's home. So not even inside, on the veranda. Constable Waller failed to adequately secure his service firearm and accoutrements while on duty. Before having sex with NFT, he removed his trousers and his utility belt, which held his firearm, ammunition, and taser, and left them nearby. I'll put it to you that, uh, yeah, your firearm, ammunition, your baton, your handcuffs, taser, spare cartridge for the taser, cap spray. Just leave that floating around on the floor while you're doing the whatever on the veranda. So the tribunal was told on 18 March 27, he also failed to compel NFT to supply a breath sample for, while performing random breath testing duties. So the C submitted that Constable Wall should be dismissed, saying that he had a predilection for favouring his own interests over the interests of the public. You reckon? So it also submitted the conduct was not a single isolated act. Remember... He'd only been he'd only been uh, in trouble for one one matter, according to police hierarchy. One matter of misconduct. I've just read all this stuff here. It's there's plenty of misconduct going on. But hey, as they said, it was not single isolated act. Took various forms over a period of time. So the sanction imposed by the acting deputy commissioner does sufficiently and appropriately give effect to the statutory purposes of disciplinary action it denounces the misconduct it de deters future misconduct both by that denunciation and by the financial impact this is what kanowski from the qcat said the investigation and disciplinary process itself has had a salutary salutary sorry effect the sanction involves guidance and supervision. It is sufficient to maintain public and collegial confidence in the police service because it shows that serious lapses from required standards will have significant consequences. Serious lapses. That was a freaking serious lapse, all right. And the consequence, little slap on the wrist. You have to move from Roma to Ipswich and... Uh, Nothing much else, really. Slap on the wrist. Go and do a course. There you go. Hypocritical. Hypocritical. Frustrating. So why, why I'm talking about all this. So what, what I did when I was being investigated and treating, treated like a criminal because I didn't, um, because I didn't want to <clears throat> undergo a medical procedure 
just because good old Katarina told me I had to do it regardless. And I brought up these, uh, when I was sitting in that uh, interview, I brought up these cases. I said, well, look, this is the kind of interview, this is the kind of officer that QPS and the union will fight for. Apparently, you know, if there's some kind of sexual misconduct, QPS union, you'll, you'll go in to bat for that because sexual misconduct, we better stand up for that. It seems a bit strange to me. Why does why does QPS Union always always on the front foot fighting against uh, standing up for officers accused of sexual misconduct? Seems strange. Um, you know, sharing information, affecting possibly affecting the outcome of serious investigations. Sitting there, driving while under the influence, fantasizing about sexual about sexual activity with a minor but hey QPS union will stand up and fight for you the the hierarchy yep that's the kind of officer we want in our ranks keep your job son and then you had the uh the other case you know senior officer i think she was a uh inspector caught lying while on the stand lying to the triple C, I think it was, while on the stand. So perjury. And what happened to her? I'm not going to say her name. What happened to her? Well, hey, here you go. Go and think about your actions. You've lied while under oath. But slap on the wrist, you'll be stood down. Was she she stood down without pay? No, not stood down without pay. You go, you get stood down with pay. For several years, several freaking years, stood down with pay, high-ranking officer. So you know, I, I bring all this up in my interview when I'm tr- being treated like a like a slimeball criminal, because the one thing that I did was I did not want to. I thought it was within my rights to decide what medical procedures I had to undergo. I, I was mistakenly under the assumption that, hey, you know, it's my body. Surely it's my choice to decide what I want to inject into it. What I'm saying all this for is because I just wanted to highlight, next time you see the Queensland Police Union get up there and talk about what they stand for, remember, remember this. These are the kind of police that they stand up for, not the good officers because there's a vast majority of police are good, but they'll stand up for the sexual deviates. They'll stand up for all that kind of behavior. You bet your bottom dollar they will. The Queensland hierarchy, who, you know, just undergo underwent that scathing report. Scathing report. How bad? How bad a QPS? Nothing changes. What was it two weeks later? Nothing's changed. No one's lost their job. No, there's been nothing further happen at all. They it was a scathing report. All the news articles said scathing, scathing. Uh, nothing will happen of it. QPS because the QPS hierarchy, including good old Cat herself, they want the status quo. They don't want change because the status quo is what's helped them get to where they are now. Also, you think about the hypocrisy, look at what these stories that I'm trying to highlight now. These are the kinds of officers that QPS, they will they will stand by 
the immoral, the unethical, stand by them. Just give them a little course. They just need some managerial guidance. You don't go and get the needle. You arc up about a medical procedure. Two weeks pay, son. Then you're out the door. We don't want the likes of you in there. You think for yourself. Look, I just, it's its not about just bashing QPS. And I don't want to, I don't want anyone thinking that, you know, all, all police, all QPS officers are bad. It's just, it's just that, um, I just really want to highlight the hypocrisy and the way that they make you feel like a criminal. But hey, that's just my opinion. I thank you again for your support. Thank you for everything you've done. That's just my opinion. Let me know what you think. I'm Jay Fallon. Thank you for listening to The Slippery Slope.